This is Raw Dog Shaw. And I'm Brenda the Benda. And you just heard a sample of my new favorite 2019 carnival songs. I have to tell you, you know, we know that, um, you know, we don't own this song. But we <laughs> love Marshall. Marshall. So, you know, we're just going to give a little shout out to Marshall. But we'll talk about this later. Speaking of shout out, shout out to Martha Luther King Jr. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And I mean, as we know, he, Happy was, he was an amazing uh, leader. It was his 1960s sometime. Don't, don't quote me on the year. I was a boy. But <laughs> my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Unfortunately, he was murdered in 1968. Uh, and of course, for just being a, a, a real dude. You know, we don't really have a lot of those great leaders today that speak out on the injustices of the society and everything. But you know what? Martin Luther King stood for a lot, and although a lot of folks don't want to recognize him, talking about the WSs, <laughs> we all know he was an amazing leader. So happy yeah, birthday to him. the WSs on the news. You know, as that goes around this time, you know, a lot of people do a lot of honoring of him. And St. Louis University decided to hide, uh, you know, do a little honoring of MLK. And this reporter Steincross basically says, "Oh." St. Louis University would honor Martin Luther Coon Jr. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. Me. I mean King. Let's be realistic here. There's no way. Did Coon... he say sorry? Did he like wait and come back and then no, apologize? No, later on they apologize mm. after. Same thing for another guy, Jerry Capel, um, who says Martin Luther Coon Park. Mm-hmm. Um, he got fired. Capel, NBC 10 News said, we don't stand for this. It's disrespectful. You're out of here. But wow, the guy from St. Louis was not fired. I think I think that was a Fox. That's a Fox station. Oh, yeah, oh. Of course it was. Fox 2 or whatever, wherever he is. Um, but, you know, you have a certain platform. You have to be responsible for certain things like that. And you didn't make a mistake by saying, oh, you know, give erroneous information. You clearly said a racial slur. That clearly had to be in your mind. I don't know how you go from king to coon. Like, really? They did that on purpose, though. So, so, I mean, they should really, and what I believe is that they're calling for him to be, you know, fired as well. Definitely, but another person that should be fired, President Trump, <laughs> as, as we all know. As we approach, you know, you know, yesterday was Martin Luther King's celebration day, the Monday, and and while we sit there and see Trump go to the monument, all he says to the cameras is, "It's a good day, it's really a great day." He said nothing about Martin Luther King. He went and stood at the foot of the little statue that they have in D.C., and then he left. All the while, while the government is still shut down for 31 days, 21 hours, 40 minutes, and 26 seconds. You know, I, 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 I'm offended for the Democrats, and I'm, I'm glad they're holding the line here. Oh, yeah. When he comes back and tells them, oh, I'll, you know, I'll extend the support for the DACA people if you give me the wall. Let's be realistic, brother man. No, oh, you're not a brother man. Let's be realistic. <laughs> no one is going to give you this wall. If my 16-year-old daughter could get totally enraged when she talks about the wall, we don't want the wall. And I'm very proud of the Democrats holding firm. I know. Even Chuck Schumer put out a bill saying that companies, he's trying to put out a bill, right, that says that companies cannot put anybody in foreclosure or evict people for not paying their rent during this federal shutdown. Because, you know, these federal workers have not been paid. You know, first of all, he cannot do that in terms of, you know, Speaking from a landlord's perspective, if a landlord wants to kick somebody out, they sure can, okay? Let's not get crazy here. But, you know, going back to what you said 
Um, it's just sad because, you know, we know Trump went there because as a president, he, he knew he had to be there. And we know that he's not a man of many words, especially, you know, he, he's just not a, you know academic person. He doesn't use big words. I mean, like my good old President Obama. But, I mean, he could have said something. Really, President Trump? It was just, it's just very, very sad. sad. But what, what's sad is... I mean, it's sad that these people, of course, you know, I don't know a couple of people who are affected by this. And, you know, one thing I saw today, which was really cool, there's a black salon in Brooklyn called Time Salon. And what they're doing is they're hosting a day, I think it's January 27th, where any government employee who's affected by this can come in and get a haircut, get their hair done. Oh, that's and, you know, really Time cool. Salon is expensive. No, so. that's really cool. <laughs> it and, is. You know, a church, did you hear about this church? I don't know where it was that they did a, a, a fundraiser, like, right there on the spot. Telling everybody like to donate, and they donated like they they got thirty something thousand dollars in donations. Oh wow! And there were ten federal employees that were not getting paid in the in the church congregation. Mm-hmm. They made them come up and they divided it equally ten ways oh, and wow. gave each person thirty four or thirty. I think it was like thirty seven hundred dollars each. Oh, that's um, cool. In cash in their pockets. That's what I was telling someone. Um, my church did that. You know, my church is a big church, but what they said was, anybody's affected by this, raise your hand. <laughs> I mean, this big audience. However, you know, a lot of people that I... I didn't see a lot of people raising their hand. But, you know, some people are still kind of... I don't want to say ashamed, oh, but... Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't want to raise their hand to get pity. But then the pastor has said, hey, you know, well, anyone who didn't raise their hand and you are affected, call this number. We'll see what we can do for you. So it's great to see people come out and us come together as a... This as one here, you know. Yeah, that's what churches are supposed to do. Correct. That was the concept of tithes when tithes was first created. Correct. When they said everyone bring it to the storehouse and then the priests would decide how to give it out to everybody Unfortunately, else. not everybody gives it out. How we, supposed we, to. we don't get to do it that way. But, you know, as Trump continues to live off his millions and billions and watching poor federal workers suffering... I think, um, and you know, not only for that, just for our safety as a people, you know, the federal FDA, they have certain projects that they have going on that are on hold now. People can't get small business loans. People can't get, you know, things that people need as a federal, the federal government does. And let's not talk about TSA. You remember (laughs) that video from, um, what's the guy's name? Trevor Noah. Yeah. That was so hilarious. People walking by it even. I think one of the guys stopped him like, Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you got a sandwich. Pass the sandwich. And people had machine guns in there. People had bombs. And they were like, have a good flight. Because they could care less. But, you know, I'm a little concerned because, you know, I have a trip coming up. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't mean to be, you know, selfish. I'm just saying, I have a trip coming up. And I'm like, mm. is this really going to affect me? Uh, I don't know. You you probably going to get through TSA in a flash. Oh, you know. But did you sign up for um, Global Entry? Global anyway? Entry. I'm waiting for my interview. So let's see how that comes about. But oh, I, will you get it before you go? Who knows? But at this point, it'll still be everybody's global entry. <laughs> TSA in a flash. That's what we're gonna call it. Or they may be worse on you. They ain't paying me. Nobody gets through. Take off your socks too. Oh, you know. One thing I hate walking is walking barefoot. I mean, whatever. Um, you know, as we talk about the white supremacists, let's talk about this this event they had in Miami yesterday. Was it yesterday? Oh yeah. Wheels, the wheels up, guns down. Guns down. And it's basically like a march that they, I guess, you know, um, started in Miami where they started to, I guess, they're representing, I think it's supposed to be on MLK Day, I guess, saying that, of course, they're riding their bikes for in protest of you know, gun violence. handing guns, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, this was a lot of people. I mean, they said at least 18 people were arrested during this whole event. And I don't know, people were like, you know, doing, you know, we come up for a good cause and people just start doing nigga shit. <laughs> this gets you upset, man. <laughs> 
So I, mean, I don't know. If I this call is... it an end nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but again, I don't think I don't know if these kids were doing that. I mean, I wasn't there. I mean, people, some people were complaining, but of course, it was supposed to be a, you know a great event. But what happened? Did you see that guy? Um, I, I don't know this white man. A woman was arguing with the kid. She claimed that the kid had rolled over. Her foot. toe, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I didn't ride over your toe," and it was like a you know a group of kids. And Bicycle like, Betty, yeah, <laughs> that's her name. And she starts yelling in this kid's face, and they're like, "What's wrong with you? Nobody rolled over your foot." All of a sudden, she turns around, and this guy's coming up with a gun, waving like like it's nothing, just like. I mean, like he had a bottle you, of water in his hand. And you saw some of the kids like, whoa, 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 you know. Calling the kids dumb and using the N word. The N word with them. It's I so mean, funny, it was we horrible. just said using the N word before we It's different. It. Let's not get into that. <laughs> but yeah, and it, you know, it just shows you how privileged, how entitled. Like, you just walk out the road with a gun and kind of pointing at people, like, get out of here, you mm-hmm. end, you end, you end. And they even showed a video on Instagram of earlier, he was in the car. Cussing out a man who had like a little sign in his hand. I don't know if the guy was like begging or something, asking for money, and um, he basically cursed the guy out, called him an N word several times, oh, yeah, over yeah. and over and over again, and it was like really sad. It was very very sad. We we'll post a video, of course, and you know this guy has been arrested, oh, and he's been arrested. You know, you know, of course, for uh, what did he get arrested for? Fifty one year old man. This old man. Uh, he got arrested, charged with carrying a concealed firearm. But of course, they're asking for him to be charged with a hate crime. He needs to be, as he should be. He needs to be. So you know, let's talk about making America great again. And we talk about uh, as many people have decided to run for president. I think they're up to like eight people who yes, already either formed an exploratory committee or have made an announcement that they're going to run for president. In walks our latest presidential candidate, Kamala Harris. Um, who is a first-term senator. This is her first time being a senator, an African-American woman who was prim- uh, formerly the California Attorney General, um, and now she wants to run for president. You know, she's vowing to bring our voices together. I guess that's her campaign slogan. Yeah, um, but really and surely, I mean... But she'll be the first uh, woman to hold the presidency and second African-American if she, su- if she succeeds. Uh, that'd be very... The no, second African-American... Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, If she succeeds, but she'll be our first woman, correct? Which will be cool. But I don't know. uh, I don't know. I mean, like you know, what really qualifies someone to be the president of the United States? (laughs) Well, not much if we got Trump. If we got Trump, that's what I was kind of thinking. This is what's going on here. I think people think. I mean, I I think that's the one thing that uh, President Trump. Can be the president. The bar so low. Yeah, it's just like, it's why like, not? I could be the president tomorrow. I had a couple of drunk charges on my belt, but uh, <laughs> 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 don't look at my gun charge, folks. That was from uh, my First Amendment right, Second Amendment right, but whatever. But um, yeah, it's just you know, good luck to you, Kamala. If you make it, I'm a, I'm gonna give you something. But I have to tell you, I am gonna be voting smarter. I'm not going to be voting along color lines or party lines anymore. I'm going to be voting for what I know I need to see as change. I'm a change agent. Oops. Well, I really hope that you clearly participate and gain knowledge in some of your candidates um, during that uh, during the election time, yeah, so you can make to, an we'll, informed we'll decision. You, we'll give some informed Please. decision, for, you know, folks. We like to keep the people. You know, we love to keep the people up to date. <laughs> so you know, um, someone sent me this article, and I thought this was very interesting about a girl who her name is Kamala Campbell um, in Florida. She wants to go to Florida State University and major in dance. Why? It's not even a real major. That's kind of messed up. 
she, maybe she wants to go to... She took her SATs the first time. She got a 900. She was not pleased with her score. You know, that's very low. Um, she decided to do better. Her mom got her a tutor. She took online classes. She did a Princeton Review prep book. Not the class, just the book. And <laughs> seven months later, she took the test again. And the company that runs the SAT sent her a letter telling her... When she got the letter, she's like, oh my God, my scores are here. And when she opens it, they say, we are writing to let to you because based on a preliminary review, there seems to be a substantial evidence that your scores are invalid. Our preliminary concerns are based on substantial agreement between your answers on one or more scored sections of the test and those of other test takers. The anomalies noted above raise concerns about the validity of your scores. So basically, he's telling her, they're saying that how her that they the SATs which is a test that is statistically geared against African Americans um, they're basically telling her that because her score went up so high there's no possible way right Um, they said her new score is a 1230 from 900 I mean that's not like a great jump but (laughs) they're still saying that because of that score they're not going to release it Um, you know she went on there she got herself this great lawyer Ben Crump uh who also went to the school that she wants to go to. He's like a civil rights attorney. Yeah, I heard he's fighting the fight. Yeah, he's like famous. Um, he's fighting the fight like the next Jimmy Cochran. James Cochran? John Cochran. <laughs> Jimmy Cochran. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to get it. What's his name? Jimmy Cochran? Isn't it if John? it don't fit, you must quit. <laughs> I can't. You know. Uh, you, know you said all these names. You got me all mixed up with what his name is. Jimmy Cochran. So regardless, um, you know, when you take these SAT tests, your scores are really... I was telling somebody yesterday, like, if you kind of look... Did you take the PSATs? I don't remember. But I think your PSAT scores almost look like the same thing as your SAT scores. Unless you do, like, really, really crazy studying. You know, I took all of these test prep classes, and I have to say, I, I didn't think it went so great. What did you say his name was? Cochran? Uh, Jimmy, Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Didn't I say that? I said Johnny. You said Jimmy, Johnny. I don't know. You said numerous names. So, if it don't fit. I mean, the sad thing about it is it's, it's because this girl is black. And, you know, I don't know about this lawyer, because some of these lawyers that come out when they come to these infamous cases, like, you know, what's this guy that died in, um, in Florida, the young kid? Trayvon Martin, you know these um, high-profile lawyers. I don't know if they're really good. I mean, I mean, mostly they're black. I don't want to. Whoa, know. whoa! What does that mean? No, no, no. I'm just saying, these lawyers. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Joe! Oh, oh you no. can't even say that because hello, when you wanted to get a lawyer for your situation, you was like, oh, I don't want a black oh, lawyer. I need a Jew. It. I need a Jew to get the case right. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you said? I've been and I'm not agreeing with you. I'm just saying a lot of times these high-profile lawyers, they're not always the best. So hopefully, you know, hopefully they come through for her because she needs someone to fight this fight. This is her future here. Whether it's dance or not, you know, Ben is all into everybody should go to college and be a doctor or a nurse or engineer. I don't think but people some people want to do things that they're passionate about. This girl could be an amazing dancer and Alvin Ailey, you know, you don't know where she could go here. I'm sorry, you can't see my eyes because they're totally rolling. Anyway... Um, Speaking of rolling eyes. We got to go back to the sad tale of woe, R. Kelly. You know, I'm just so sad. We we are still stuck on episode two. We have not passed episode two of the six-part series. (laughs) Damn, why you have to hear us out? But But I read a lot. I mean, I just don't have the endurance to sit down and watch this shit. I've heard it so much times from different people, the things they heard read. I just, and my Lifetime app is not working. I'm very annoyed. I'm telling you. It's like, hello, hashtag, get back cable. But anyways, um, a lot of people have things to say about this R. Kelly thing now. You know, especially when, you know, TMZ and all these um, 
people are going around and asking different celebrities what what their thoughts are or whatever. And I believe Erica Badu is one of them. She came out and said something. She wasn't even really supporting him. She was just saying that, you know, it's an unfortunate situation or something like that. But she didn't Very say, like, she was supporting him. She was just like, I mean. It's unfortunate. That's what she kept saying. Yeah. Unfortunate. But, um, and not only her, D.L. Hughley, they went, they went back to Dave Chappelle. And said, like, oh, remember that skit you did? Do you feel bad about the skit that you did? And he was like, yo, I just put you in dinner. was like, I can't even remember that. I gotta go back and read it. Too much marijuana <laughs> <laughs> in my system. And, uh, and D.L. Hughley said exactly what I said. He said, we're gonna, you know, crucify R. Kelly, you know, what's up with Michael Jackson, all these other people. I mean, not saying that it's right, but he's just saying, listen, I just know better to let my let R. Kelly around my damn children. That's about that's basically what it is. <laughs> And you remember when Michael Jackson was being accused of so much things, and people were still letting their kids go sleep over there and all that kind of shit. Come on, man. But that's the same thing DeBrat said. Like, you know, regardless of if R. Kelly is right or wrong, if this story is true or not true, where were the parents? Another thing I said. Where are the where parents? Were parents? Why weren't you watching your kids? And I remember in part one, the girl said, like, he asked the girl, would your parents let you go to Chicago? Like, what parent tells you, your 16-year-old girl, oh, yeah, you met R. Kelly? Go on to Chicago. By yourself. Come on, get out with an adult. So, I mean, yeah, again, these parents have failed these kids. But, I mean, talk about kids. His daughter had something to say. It was 21 Joanne Kelly. She looked like 12. She's very young. But, you know, she basically said everybody's responsible for their own actions. And she's just going to love her father from a distance. Yeah. She hasn't seen him in years, she said. Also, it doesn't really matter. She's going to love her father from a distance. She still loves him. It's his blood, but. Basically, she cannot ignore the allegation. She can't say what these women are saying are true or factual or not. However, she would not stand by him because she just does not know. And, of course, it's her family. It's blood. It's very difficult. But I respect her for saying love. And I, and I get that. Sometimes you got to love your family from a distance. I have a lot of members. Even my dad right now. But Yikes. <laughs> I'm telling you, sometimes you got to be that way. On this show, just, it, just, it is what it is. Speak why it is what it is. Did you hear about that NFL player? Beckham? Tony Beckham. Yeah. Good looking black guy. Former NFL Former. Former. Yes, he lives in like clear. a development now. You know Yikes. what, Ben? That is so wrong. <laughs> I mean, if I played in the NFL, I want to be still living in a nice house. You know, this guy could have gotten hurt like the first, you know, we his first that. contract. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's that important. The important part about this story is that um, he saw this white male lurking at his daughter's bedroom window jerking off jerking off while watching her and what he did yo what you doing (laughs) the guy starts running of course this is a former NFL player he tackled him down I don't know what was this guy's uh, let me look this up what was this guy position quarterback I don't know what this guy was and regardless he was not a quarterback and regardless (laughs) um, this you know the white man that was at the girl's window now has several broken bones in his face because Beckham put hands on him. Like, yo, he said, I'm sorry this happened to me and him, but next time I can tell you, it won't happen to him again. So, I mean, this guy is a pervert. But, you know, talking about this, while I was, I went to Fulton Street in Manhattan, um, right next to Zara's. Oh, he was I was a- in the big fancy terminal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And as I was walking out, a man was standing right at the door masturbating. He had his hands down his pants, and he was just, like, making mad, like, he was almost like... Were you the only one around? No. He was... A man was sitting right there next to him. So, at first, I thought he was, like, kind of fixing his hat and his clothes and his pants, until I realized he kept pulling, pulling something, like, his hand down, and right there in the terminal, and no one said anything. No one. 
you know, a lot of people in New York don't even pay attention to this kind of stuff. But I kind of found a weird when I saw his hand down his pants. And look what this louse was doing. <laughs> what a louse. Anyway, I've told you guys. I don't know if I told you. I, I've had twice... Two of these things happened to me. Once I was on the subway, this man was pressing up behind me while I was there. That's what I used you to sell his Avon. penis on your butt? That's what I used to sell Avon. I had my Avon suitcase in front of me on the A train. Yo, who sells Avon at like 17? And that's what I was a very, I had a very <laughs> successful Avon business. But regardless, <laughs> I might have to start again. And you did not get the pink car. So clearly you're not well, that Avon successful. Avon doesn't give a car. Thank you. Oh. Then but I had to, to file taxes on my Avon business. You need to go to Mary Kay. That's a lot of money. I had to file taxes on my Avon business. That's how successful it was. But regardless, um, this, uh, and I can't sell Avon at my new job because, at my job now because there's a lady that sells it already. <laughs> so I'll be competing against another person. I, I won't be able to make it. But regardless, so I had my Avon suitcase in front of me because I still go with a whole suitcase in front of me. That's how lucrative my business was and while I was sitting there no on, while I was in the train the train was so full it was the A train this guy was behind me pressed into my back breathing <sighs> so you know at first I kind of was just like well maybe the train is just full you know my A1 suitcase is in the, in the probably you know trying to reshuffle my bag everywhere I kind of reshuffle myself he kept pressing into me and I kind of turned around I was like yo if you don't get the F off of me I'm going to bust your head on this train. So now I look, I look like a crazy person now because now everybody else is just like, what's up with this woman? She's silence on the train and I'm yelling. And he goes, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And jumps off the train at Broadway Junction. I will never forget that. A light-skinned, foul fool. Then, one time I was on the five train. Do we have to hear all this your sexual assaults? assault? This is <laughs> on the five train. Jesus. And I was reading a book, and this man was standing in front of me with a newspaper in front of him, like in front of his pants. And as soon as I kind of lifted my head up, he picked up the newspaper. And penis out. <laughs> covered himself and ran on the train. And all I said was, <gasps> and when I said that, everyone kind of looked at me, and he was like, off, you're the crazy one. Onto the next head. car. But, you know, come on, man. People pay for this. Go to Amsterdam. You can do whatever you want to do to people. Just pay the money. You could jerk off in public in Amsterdam? No, but you could have. <laughs> Sex with like prostitutes or whatever. People do that here, but anyways. Well, think I mean, you Talking know, about people going abroad. But wait, Tony Beckham. I did some research. Oh. He was a cornerback. I don't a know what that is. <laughs> for what team? Uh, he was a cornerback for the Detroit Lions in 2007. Prior to that, his other his past four years, um, he was in the Tennessee Titans. We are the Titans. Is it the same? I don't know. That's not it. <laughs> I don't know. I just added but anyways, a clap for you. He, he had five year experience in the NFL. So I mean, this guy, you know, with a these quarterback kind of, gets a lot of money. He's a corner. Oh, cornerback. <laughs> I just said quarter. That sounds like he was not a quarterback. That's why I said I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what a quarterback does. But I tell you, speaking of uh, football, as we all know, it's going to be Super Bowl Sundays coming. Super Bowl Sunday. You know, all I look forward to is the wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. But we know the, the Los Angeles Rams and, of course, the, the Patriots, Patriots will be blah, blah, facing off. For the Rams. And I'm voting for the Rams on the door. I'm, I'm over, sick of the Patriots. Over the Patriots. Tom Brady needs to get out of here already. I'm tired of him taking over monopolizing this damn NFL. But talking about going abroad, Chris Brown in Paris. Damn. Sad, man. Is it really sad? I mean, well, I can say it's sad because, you know. He said it's not true. I mean, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Whoever commits rape says it was TV. me. I, I don't know. And he posted on Instagram, this bee is lying. Yes, he sure did. <laughs> He's like, I want to make it perfectly clear in all caps. This is false and a whole lot of cap. Did he mean crap? I don't know. And then he goes, never 
For my daughter. But you didn't say never. Never. (laughs) For my daughter and my family. This is so disrespectful and is against my character and morals. Uh, Morally, your character hasn't really been (laughs) great either. Mm -hmm. But, you know, especially with something with going on, I doubt you would be doing this right now. But, I mean, so he said it's not true. And the other girl came out saying that it wasn't, you know, he had nothing to do with the situation. So, who knows? I guess, I think, um, where is he? In Paris? They have to make a determination in the next, you know, Didn't you even hours. get arrested for a monkey or something like that? Oh, yeah, for having a monkey. Yes. Is this guy? Is this... He had an illegal monkey there. Yes. Uh, why do people waste their money? I, I, I don't know. You had, this is what happens. This is rich people's problems. That's, that's what Michael Jackson had a monkey, too. <laughs> anyway. So, I... Um, was scrolling through the gram, and y'all gotta really give me a little respect. Before I used to say the gram, the Instagram, now I say the gram. Go ahead, give me a little respect. Put some respect on my day. You had hope that you would learn from your mistakes. So, um, this woman, they posted a a photo of a plus size woman. She was sitting in a chair, her head was back, you know, a plus size. Queens and culture posted it. Uh, she had on a bra and a panty, matching set. Um, That's important. And the caption was, is she promoting obesity? You know, she like I said, she was a, a plus size, plus, plus size woman. Um, and I also am a plus size How can woman, someone promote obesity? she was a triple plus size woman. <laughs> but... Anyways, Queens of Culture posted and said, why would anyone think this is promoting obesity? She is a beautiful woman. Yeah, I mean, And I respect that. She was in a chair, head back, you know, very artistic uh, pose. She's um, a whole lot of women, that's what I tell you. She is a whole lot of women. But what were your thoughts when you first saw this? Like, WTF? You know, I say all the time, and I've said this to you before, maybe I just got too much self-confidence. Or too little self-confidence. Which was it? I got too little self-confidence because I would not do that. Maybe I... I don't know. You know, the thing about it is that, you know, I, I'm, I'm smaller than this lady here that um, posted this. And I oh, don't think I would be fully comfortable. I don't think I would be fully comfortable doing that. Of course, not because, I mean, I'm, like, disgusted with my body. Just because you... Like, you could see your flaws. Like, I'm my worst critic of my body. So, people say, oh, my God, you have nice legs. You have this. And I'm just like, oh, I got a couple of dimples there. So, I'm not even confident enough to do this. And I, I respect her for doing it. I really do. And not she's not. <laughs> and, you know, I give it to her. This girl got a whole lot of legs. I mean, if she wrap her thighs around a dude, I, she has a whole lot of legs. But her belly is flat. <laughs> Not respect, man. Not respect. Because I tell you. She got it all in the right places. She, she got it in the her right places. It might be a legs. lot, but it's in the right places. Her arms and her legs. So yeah, I tell you, you know, you can be as thick as a thicker than a snicker, but if your belly's flat, get a couple of points. Yeah, <laughs> all these girls trying to do that, they go to DR her, to get that. We're going to start. How about, can we get some people that's interested in doing a 30-day challenge with us? Ab challenge? We'll talk about it. Mm. We'll probably start in like Feb. Feb 2019. Uh, on vacation month. Let's, we'll, Feb 2019 we'll, or maybe we'll Feb 2020. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Anyway. um, So. Oh, God. Did you see this thing with Safari and Erica Mena? Ugh. We had to decide that we would never talk about him anymore. Especially because he didn't have, really have anything going on. But, you know, the thing about Safari, he's just a major poster. <laughs> I've said this before. Like, anyone who has that much time to post that much content does not really have that much going on. Wow. I just yeah, don't I got a hard time keeping feasible. up the grab that we got. 
Yo, I, I barely got, yo, you barely scrolling the gram. I, I, I need know. somebody to come manage your gram. If you want this job, let me know. Holler at us. Holler at us. I need a Brooklyn gram manager. at gmail.com. Please, let me know. Um, But he posted a video showing that he did this whole thing with hearts and all this stuff uh, for Erica Mena. You know, that is his fiance now. I think some people thought it was like a stunt or something. Maybe they have a reality TV show coming out. And this is their stunt, but it looks like it's real. She's trying on wedding dresses. Um, wasn't Erica Mena a lesbian? I'm just so confused. <laughs> Sin was a lesbian. She was a lesbian. It just happens that both of them find a man when they both broke up and now they get, they're both getting married. It's mm-hmm. just, and they're she not was with Bawa. Wasn't she engaged to Bawa? Oh, yes. That's what I'm saying. She was a, all men after that. Come on, Erica Mena. You really wanted that D. But you was having a hard time dealing with these brothers out there. I mean, I'm happy that you found somebody like Safari, I guess, this F-boy, to kind of, you know, get married to. But Jesus Christ, take him off the gram. Mm. But, I mean, he, he's posted, you know, all the hearts. And he says, oh, girls, make sure. Or he said, guys, make sure you do this for your girl. You know, make sure you do this kind of stuff for your woman. Oh, come on, Safari. This is like <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up. And, you know, yesterday I was at CVS. And I had to send this to Benda. <laughs> To Benda? <laughs> Sorry, I had to send it to Shaw. It was a huge heart from Stover. Was it in the company? Russell Stover. Russell Stover. With chocolates in it. For $40. First off, it is January, whatever yesterday was. 19th was Martin Luther King Day, right? 20th. Was it the 20th or something? Who would be buying somebody a chocolate heart from now until February 14th? Who wants that stale chocolate? <laughs> Number one. Number two. Somebody on a budget. Oh, but it was $40. $40. That's kind of crazy, though. Number two. Crazy. The price was ridiculous. And number three. I don't want no chocolate for Valentine's Day. Tony chocolate. I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> Is that D? Come <laughs> <laughs> no. Who still buys people chocolate for Valentine's no. Day? Even if we just started dating. Maybe kids. Maybe kids. If we just started dating, buy me a Starbucks gift card. I'll order a hot chocolate. <laughs> but maybe kids are doing it. You know. If somebody gave my daughter that $40 chocolate heart, I would tell her to get a refund. No, you would not get involved in that. And no one should be giving your daughter anything. Anyways, no boys until she go to college. Preach. Anyways. Um... Yeah, so I was telling Benda to watch this show, but she has not gotten up to watch this show. I don't know why, but this is, I don't know what season it's at, but I've always watched Married at First Sight. This is a show that comes on. Basically, you meet your husband or wife at the altar. That's the perfect. It's basically a modern day. (laughs) It's basically a modern day arranged marriage. And I I think I spoke about this before. I mean, I I believe in a 50-50 arranged marriage. I do. I, I think there's definitely a lot of benefits to it. Um... And then I think there's some things that's a little bit, you know, too old, too vintage. I don't know. What's your thoughts on arranged marriage? I have to tell you, it works. You know why? Success. Because people are going into arranged marriage have what my husband lacked and Ooh, what many people shots lack. Shots fired. Bah, bah. What many people lack, the commitment to stay. That's the problem. When you get married, all of this other nonsense about... um. I love you. Well, I love you for the wedding. Is the sex going to be good forever? All of this other crap will wash away. Because there's going to be days when you're with your spouse where you can't stand them. Days when you look at them, you're just like, no, I don't, I can't not only stand you. I hate your guts. There's going to be those kind of days. And you have to make the commitment that I will stay. 
Got you it. know what I'm saying? As long as you ain't beating me, I ain't beating you. You ain't robbing me, I ain't robbing you. What about cheating? You ain't cheating on me, and I ain't cheating on you. That's BS. What you just said was bullshit, because regardless of what somebody's cheating on you, you need to stay and try to work it out. Wow, that's deep. If we were really talking about arranged marriage here, I mean, that's what it is. But anyway, that's you, another topic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's another topic. That's another topic. But, but you just have to have the commitment to stay. But And uh, arranged people know they have the commitment to stay. And they fall in love. Let's talk about coming to America. When the that's woman a, that's told a show. Akeem, <laughs> when the woman told Akeem, I didn't love your father when this marriage was arranged, but I love him now. Correct. You can learn to love somebody. And we do Have see you that. Ever uh, love somebody so much it makes you cry. Anyways, <laughs> so we've seen this now. <laughs> Anyone who's watching Married at First Sight, a few seasons. Couples have made it. Um, Jeff D and Shawnice made it. It's a, a, the first black couple that actually made it. Um, that successfully made it, and they actually had a child. They're still together. And there's a few. There's a few of them. I think the very first season, Jamie and Doug. I might be wrong on the season, but Jamie and Doug was a white couple, and she did not find him attractive at all when she saw him at the altar. She was like, "He is. I'm not attracted to him. I don't know why they matched me with him." And guess what? She ended up falling in love with this guy, and she's. She has a kid, and I think she was recently pregnant, but lost it. But the point of the matter oh, is, sad. there has been success with this. And my husband would be like, why are you watching this? You know, but then he'll be asking me questions about the show. But it's a cool show. But the reason why I brought this up is because, um, you know, in this current season, there's two couples, two white couples, two black couples. And this season is done in Philadelphia, I believe. And um, one of the couples, you know, she just started talking to her now husband, but still a stranger, talking to him about gender roles. Like, what was his thoughts about, you know, gender roles in marriage? And he was like, you know, I'm not strict on it, but, you know, I think it should be, you know, when it comes to bills, it should be 50 first, before he said that, he was like, can you cook? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he had to confirm if she could cook. Can you cook? And she was like, yeah. He was like, oh, okay. Well, that should be 50-50. And so she was like, 50-50? And he's like, yeah. And she was like, well, you know, I grew up knowing that, you know, a man should be a provider, a protector, and that's what I expect in my marriage. I explained. He was like, so what do you mean by that? And she's like, you know, I believe that the man should pay the majority of the bills. And Yikes. that includes the rent or the mortgage. And then she pays a little miscellaneous, I guess. You know, I guess like little water or something like that. She's like, I'll help out. But I think you should be the primary, basically, caretaker. You know, my hairdresser had told me this a long time ago, though. She said, regardless of whatever else was going on with her bills, she would not put a dollar to her mortgage. Her mortgage was her husband's responsibility. Mm. As the man, it was his responsibility to keep the roof over their heads. Mm. She said she didn't mind contributing to any other bill, paying anything else, but she refused to pay the mortgage. So what do you she think that's about? They're it's still married. 26 years. She refuses to pay the mortgage. But I mean, so, so that's just a way of thinking in terms of when people say the man's supposed to keep a roof over your head. Because let's say the miscellaneous, miscellaneous bills or whatever was more than the mortgage. Mm. It wouldn't matter. And let's say the mortgage was, or the rent, or personal. let's say the rent was, you know, like let's say the rent is $800, but all the other bills, let's say you have two cars, you have all these other things, and that comes up to 1500 and he's paying all of that. And he says, hey, you take the less burden and take the rent. Would that make a difference? I don't know. I mean, my so, address, for me... You know, I have to say, I don't know in my marriage if we had, no, I know, we did not have excellent money management mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And if I could do it again, if I was to get married again, I would really hope for a collab on my finances with the person that I was going to marry in terms of how we manage the bills. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if I agree because when I was married, my husband had to pay the mortgage and I did pay all the other bills. He paid the mortgage and the gas bill and I paid everything else. 
Um, but when I was short, I used to go like, yo, I'm short, bro. I need some money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he was short, I would give him a little extra here or there. But I really did think that, I think the key is you need to have very strict rules. So I appreciate them in the beginning trying to create mm-hmm. what was the rules that she expected to go forward. But she looked like she wanted to keep all her money to herself and do all of the housework, clean and cook. And she didn't even seem that that, that firm in saying that she would cook every day. She was just like, yeah, I, I, I could do that. I don't want to cook you no can, day. You can. You need to do that every day. No day. That's the day I want to cook. What day is that on the calendar? No day. <laughs> <laughs> day one through seven. I mean, it came down to her saying, I mean, in that same conversation, you know, she was like, well, maybe we could see how it goes. Maybe we could even do 70-30. So you could see she was trying to work out the compromising, but... I mean, I, and I believe this guy's background is financial analyst or something like that. So, you know, he probably tried to keep his money close to the chest. I don't know. And so he, this is a different arrangement. This is a stranger. So, I mean, mm-hmm. although you are married, and my husband's like, yeah, but they're married. They shouldn't be having sex in a in honeymoon. That's what's so strange about it. I'm like, yeah, but it's a kind of a different arrangement, whereas it's the first time you met someone. And I understand arranged marriage is probably the same situation. Yeah, that's nice. you get married. But arranged marriage, you usually know of the person. You should probably see them with the other family. Mm-hmm. You know, your family mm-hmm. usually know each other or whatever. This is straight somebody off the street like that applied for the same experience you did but you know me and my friends were talking about it and my homeboy he was like you know he feels that everything should go into one pot mm. and that should take care of the house and he said he thinks and most no of, secret pot no secret pot he says he gives all his money you know to his partner and that's one big and they all they pay the bills from there and he said he thinks most men have it in their heads that money is power he says if you are an opinionated woman and what your thoughts and input as value in the direction of a family and house then come 50 50 with me so we can rule the world men that take care of women don't value opinions that's why women aren't valued the way they should be in these cases wow that's deep bro deep we need this guy on the show come on that is deep to the street yeah. But you think that's true? Like, if a man is paying all the bills that a woman don't have any say. And, you know, this is back in those days. I don't care. I don't care. What you don't care about? If he paying all the bills, I don't mind a minimal say. You don't mind? Just keep it my hush. That's what he said. Keep it my hush and just give me sex then. You're yeah, not... no. I mean, but let's be realistic. Can you ever keep it my hush? <laughs> no. But let's be realistic, though. If you're marrying somebody of quality, you know what I'm saying? The problem is, when you're marrying somebody that's not of quality, mm-hmm. and unfortunately you don't know the person you're marrying is not of quality to the end, but sometimes you do have a glimmer in your mind like this person is not of quality. If you marry somebody that's not of quality, then you have to be constantly worried like, oh my God, what is this person going to do with my money? Oh my God, what is going to happen with this person? Oh my God, what if I say this? What if I say that? But when you marry somebody and you truly trust them, for for real, not for like for fake, like I just met you two minutes ago, but like you met this person and you're invested in this person and this person is your friend. Because, you know, I believe that the person that you marry should be your best friend. Mm-hmm. One of you, somebody you can tell everything to. And I know you don't tell your spouse everything, but sometimes you even tell people something you're like, wow, why did I even tell you this? I All should right. not have told you that story. <laughs> but that kind of shows you that the person that you're with is somebody that you consider to be a friend. Mm-hmm. Then you guys can make decisions like that. And if that person says, listen, I'm going to hold you down. It's the same thing like if the person you was with, if your husband stopped working tomorrow, you would hold him down. Absolutely. Without Absolutely. even a second thought. And that doesn't mean that you defer and he loses all operations or any ability to speak and say whatever he wants around the house because you're holding him down. Correct. Correct. I so. mean, you know, it's just different. You know, this is a different time. This is not like when my aunts was in Trinidad. You know, my aunts that live in Trinidad, they never worked a day in their lives. Mm-hmm. Never. Never. They never worked. Their husbands were total dogs. And finally, they found Jesus and came back to them in their old age 
Mm-hmm. But come on. No, but and, and of course, going back to because now we're talking about different roles where women are also working. So it's not like you said mm-hmm. back in the days the women were home cooking, cleaning, and then you come home and just give them bacon. No, totally different times. Um, and so you know, I think I don't. I respond. I don't think there's no set rule to how a household should run. Everybody run their house however they feel that how they feel fit. Maybe you know the man take care of all the bills and the woman, um, you know, just. Or maybe, like you said, you put everything into one pot and the woman is the one that actually distributes money where it should go and say, hey, here's $200 for your week, for your, your your allowance for the week. Some people are okay with that. Some people are not. Some people are okay with, um, you know, them splitting mortgage half-half or splitting every bill half-half, whatever it is. Some people, whatever works for you and floats yeah, your boat. For you. That's about but you know, it. When we talk about generals, I think this is very more specific. Society has these overarching, you know, when this guy spoke, he was speaking about a general. Do you cook? That was his first question. Oh, yeah, about of course. Meaning, if you're my wife, I expect you to cook for me. But now let's talk about the bills. Let's separate everything else 50-50. Because mm-hmm. he never said, I'll offer to cook some Well, maybe he, what he was saying is that he absolutely <coughs> does not cook. So he wanted to know that was something that she does. Maybe that's something that's a deal breaker. Like, I just don't cook. Somebody has to be able to cook. That's and that's my situation. deal breaker, too. That should... <laughs> I don't want to cook. But I would this, prefer not to. And this is guy that I'll do has lots of laundry though. I'll do laundry. Oh, I hate laundry. I could you see what I'm saying? It's no, because listen, my husband, especially because he's home during the day, he cooks a lot of times. That wasn't the case before. So, of course, gender roles definitely change within the years of things going on, time differences, whatever it is. It's going to change as you, you know, as you're growing together as a couple. But this guy, Derek Jenks, whatever his name is, he always has something to say. He's like an Instagram guy. And he, he seems to mean well, but he's like, you know, one thing with him, he doesn't believe that his woman should pay mortgage. Because I guess he believes, what you're here doesn't believe, a man takes care of the house. But also, uh, another female had stated that he mentioned that if I'm paying half of the rent, that means we roommates. And that means I can have other company, including males. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So different people had different responses um, to the gender role topic. Um, but again, I truly believe that whatever works for you in your household works for you. And you shouldn't have anybody on the outside kind of determine what should happen in your household just because, oh, because she's a man or because he's, you know, mm-hmm. she's a woman. So... I think I'm interested to see how this couple goes. Cause like you said, you know, they're in a marriage, arranged marriage, and somebody has, they have to compromise. And I'm interested to see how that turns out. Yeah, life is all about compromise, though. For those ladies other than aren't married, or even if you're in a marriage and life is not going the way you thought it was supposed to go, the key to marriage is compromise. Somebody's got to bend. What if one person is bending too much? Or always? Um... You got to know how, when, when the bending makes you feel uncomfortable. That's the key. You got to know. Because sometimes, you know, you got to know when you want to push back. But we have to talk about whatever your gender roles are and what you want, what you're going to do. And, of course, those things get established in dating. So, yeah. if you, you know, they're not in the range. So, you know, don't meet somebody and marry them in two weeks, sis, if you don't want to. Have these hard conversations. And you know, I find a lot of people typically do not want to talk about money before they get Correct. married. Correct. And then when you get married, it's always like, oh my God, I yes. didn't know they spent money like this. Oh my God. Because I think I money is a touchy, it's touchy. No one wants to talk it's about touchy. it. No one wants to talk about salary. No mm-hmm. one wants to talk about what you're making. I mean, as how long did it take you to know how much your husband made when y'all were, before oh. you got married? That was very... Like, I felt uncomfortable asking. You know, I'm a person. Like, I feel like certain questions you shouldn't ask, but... I think we didn't really find out till like it was like looking for a house. Like it was like y'all house. already because a lot of people will not share their salary. Correct. Like Correct. even though some of my boyfriend, I was like, like if I tell you what I made it because on paper people might say I'm like a lucrative worker. In real life, hello, I'm, I'm a pauper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
real life transactions, exactly. right? Exactly. On paper, if I saw my employment letter and I gave it to somebody, I'm like, damn. Yeah. She I look right. Yeah. But in reality, and when you see how someone spends, and, and I think that's what it comes down to, like how you spend, are you, you don't make that much money to be spending that, and then we have yeah, to, like, yeah, yeah. it yeah, gets yeah. really touchy. And, and especially something. in the beginning, you don't want anybody to tell you how to spend your money. Like, you just Correct. met me, bro. You don't get to tell me how to spend my money. So it gets very I mean, touchy. It gets touchy. I mean, gender roles have to be defined, but like you said earlier, I think each couple needs to define it the way they want to define it. And I think it comes through with compromise. And, you know, if today I cook, even with my kids, right now I have my children on gender roles. Like, my son only takes out the garbage. He does certain things. And my daughter's responsibility is the kitchen always. She cleans. She cooks. She, if I make her cook, which she doesn't do often. But she cleans. She, she mops the floor. She does the whole kitchen. That's her place. No dishes in my sink at night. And I said, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. Let my son get some kitchen duty. Mm-hmm. Let him start to figure this out. Because he's going to die. And I told him last week, I said, I'm going to switch this up. And my daughter's like, yeah, that sounds good. My son will die if he has to wash dishes. I'm also concerned about the cleanliness. I'm telling you. Oh, that's the thing, too. We know a lot of men don't like to wash dishes. I mean, I'm not saying all, but I'm saying most men don't. And the thing about it is, yo, my, that's my grandmother, my grandparents, big up to them. They, they made sure that all my, my, I have all my father, my father and his brothers, they all know how to cook clean, wash their clothes. Like, no woman could cut style on them. That's what I told myself. Even though they expect a woman to cook, they, yo, you not cooking today? I, right, I'm cooking my own meal. And they know how to cook great. It's not like they're doing some bully beef and rice. They're really cooking real meals here. So, you know, I think that's definitely going to benefit your son for him to know, you know. And he has to figure out other things. Here. I mean, Musa makes a wicked, wicked Brussels sprout. <laughs> you know, he makes a wicked but, Brussels you know. sprouts. So, moving on. Telling you, this beef with Iowa and Marshall, real Caribbean. So first, you, I think you, I think we spoke about. Did we mention we it? We talked about last week. Last week we didn't really know what it was. Yeah. We just knew there was something brewing. It has gone totally left from last week. Yeah. Clearly. And Marshall released a new song, and you know I've told you all before. Before when I used to love R. Kelly, I don't really love him anymore. Um, Seems like you're ready. I don't know that song anymore. But, oh, um, really? Like the brat said, I'm not going to download, but I'm going to listen to the old ones that I already have. Um, but um, when, I, you know, I used to like, I used to love Marshall. I used to love Marshall. After he released this song from, for Iowa, you went up? I l- l- love Marshall now. <laughs> I love him. You know, I have to tell you, but coming out the gate, this beat for Iowa over some person that was supposed to be in one of the uh, Marshall Monday, Marshall told the guy he could not perform. Oh. And after he told the guy he couldn't perform, I would try to bring the guy on his side in order to, you know, kind of go against Marshall saying that he wasn't fair to not have the guy on his show. Marshall didn't think the guy's whatever he was going to do was appropriate, so he told him no come. And I was been trying to go after Marshall ever since. So oh. now that he's been trying to go after him. Is it the guy Cam T? We don't know. No. Okay, okay. okay. So basically, Marshall and I were, at first, Marshall was just kind of like, whatever. But after to bring that, the heat. Mar- I would kind of pressed on him, and Marshall. I was saying a song, and I think mentioned something else. about yeah. him. Yeah, and oh, and he even did a video where like Marshall's face was on top of a fish. <coughs> oh <coughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why Marshall said, "Yo, we're singing about water." Why you ain't drowned yet? Yeah, I, yo, I, I don't know what made you try to come for Marshall, but <sighs> this is kind of like the Drake and Pusha T beef. Like if you. <laughs> <laughs> He came for you, and sometimes you just got to bow out gracefully. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, I don't know. Just let you it go, much, Marshall. Unless you have some something great, and I doubt it. I'm not confident that you do. 
just let it lie. And he said it at the end of the song. He was like, I will not come for you again. But if you come back for me, I'm coming back for you with more power. Yo. And I'm telling you, for him to come up with that song, it, let me tell you. That, this guy had receipts in the yo, song. He did a lyrical video, right? With the words of the song coming up on his screen. And the one first he did was he had a WhatsApp that I would just send to somebody saying, please play my song on your radio station. Song, radio yeah. station. He was like, even if they play it on that one station, no one else is listening. <laughs> I used to do like that. So do the Iowa, butterfly, shadow, and wave. <laughs> that was the most I know about you, Iowa. So, I mean. I didn't think that Savannah was so great last year. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. The bottom line so he wasn't. Come in, you know, what about what he said in that interview? He was like, listen, Iowa have a half of a road watch. He <laughs> was like, I'm not concerned about him. I'm not concerned I'm about him. I'm in the top four. He have a half. Yeah. If you go to the Google, <laughs> the Google, a, you have a half. <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm all for this, Marshall. I love you. So we'll see how that pans out. I mean, you know, Carnival's coming up March, so we'll see how it pans out. But I mean, what I did was about Marshall. See that he prefers unity. But if somebody comes for him, and he respects what we say. the elders oh. all the time. He, was, he yeah. always respects the elders. He gives respect. But he said, "If you come for him, like, don't don't come for me unless I call you." And this is basically what he's saying in Iowa. So hopefully, we can get through that. Uh, a couple shout outs. Oh, yeah. Shout out to a couple of birthdays. Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how old is she? Who knows? Ex-presidential wife. <laughs> and um, Sade turned 60. Oh, Sade. You know, Sade looks... Wait, what song are you singing? Do you know Sade's song? That's how she sings it. <laughs> That's how you sings what? That's a song. Jesus Christ. That's, That's a song. You're my like paradise. Yeah, yeah, that is her. All right. See, that's something right. But she sings Mad Lowland. So Michelle Obama is 55. Oh, looking good, 55 sis. Looking old. good. Looking good. Black don't Amazing. crack. Amazing. Let's be honest. You know, that's all natural. Black don't no crack. Black no don't work crack. done over there. Shout out to Spike Lee finally getting nominated for Best Director and Best Picture for Black Klansman. Yeah, I want to check this out. movie that we both did not see. I know. But we heard, I heard it was trash, but... I don't know. I'm I would not feel unless I watch it. Maybe I'll check it out. I on just see what I heard on the street. Um, and also, Black Panther, the first action movie, be nominated for Best Picture. I doubt it'll win, but you know, I find like with these award shows, they try to nominate a black person before they give them the shaft, so we don't think that. So we think that they're being inclusive. Correct, and it's not straight through you. Correct. <laughs> so shout out to that. Check this. I'll check this. It's restaurant week. Hi, you restaurant know we week love eating in restaurants. It's going from January 21st to February 8th. And this is this is yearly um, for all who participates in um, in New York Restaurant Week. And the good thing about it, the, the concept is that you go to restaurants that, I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're high price. I mean, I guess they're moderate in, in cost. But, um, you know, these restaurants provide prefix menus, lunch and dinner. Um, sometimes they include brunch as well. To give you the opportunity to kind of taste the stuff that they have, so you could come back at another occasion outside of restaurant week and actually have a full meal and see the full menu and come back to their restaurant. So this is the opportunity to kind of showcase the kind of food that they portray. So this is a great opportunity for all the foodies, the not-so-foodies, um, just to check out a couple of restaurants. And, you know, um, Ben and I have participated in a few in the past. I think we've been to, what? Bobby Vans. Bobby Vans, Capital Grill. I mean, we do, like, steakhouses, because, you know, steakhouses usually have a decent seafood menu. We like seafood, especially oysters. Ugh. So, and to see that, we saw one of the restaurants we recently went to, Doc's Seafood mm. Bar. I mean, we were not Hated impressed. Hated it! 
But they did have, you know, a tremendous amount of, I guess, not a tremendous amount, but they had a selection of oysters, which, you know. the customer service sucked. Yeah, so. Um, we went there for my birthday. The customer service sucked. Um, Yeah, it just was subpar. It wasn't nothing to talk about. The food, the only thing they had is this drink. No, that drink was life. What was it called? It was same with vodka. I don't know, but they had vodka, Findalania, vodka, <laughs> fresh strawberry, simple, simple syrup, syrup, and yeah. champagne, yo. It was very that good. was good stuff. I ain't gonna lie, it was nice that night. I think we had three or four. She had three, I had four. I mean, I was Mennonites. <laughs> she had us walking. I was like, hey, I'm walking like a little in slow motion. It was it was a chaos, but we made it home. Yes. Safe. So, again, try to check it out. It's um, up until the 8th. And, of course, you make reservations so that you ensure that you get in. And, I mean, it's not, like, bustling. But, I mean, a lot of people do participate in Restaurant Week. And, you know, I'm going to try to check out a couple. that maybe Brenda and I would. And then we'll let you know. Uh, Mom, are you concerned about us in, in Restaurant Week? You know, you get almost, like, a smaller portion. And we tend to portion, always order more. We, smaller portion and smaller selection. Because they give you a choice of, th- like, three appetizers, four entrees, two And desserts. we'll see something we want to order. Especially when we Bender. get there, we'll be like, Oh, let's add this. Yeah, because you want what you want. Mm-hmm. And this is, of course, like a set price. So dinner's usually like $42 for two, 25 uh, for two during lunch. So it's really affordable. But then if you're going to if you're gonna, you know, get things that you just naturally want the menu, you might as well go on a regular day. I'm just saying. I'm living my best life. <laughs> but whatever. Oh. Oh, last. Oh, my God. I was on a train today. This oldie. Our whatnot. You know, our whatnots, a lot, a lot of it happens on the train. I saw this, you know, oldie on the train today on the floor. And she had on tips. Which people frequently do. But her fillings. The tips were so far away from the nail bed. I just had to ask myself, why did she think this was appropriate? First of all, she's like 90 years old with these tips on the board. Number two. Yeah. Get a felon. And if a a tip pops off, get your tail back to Mr. Chen and fix it. Why I got to be Mr. Chen, though? (laughs) No, but this happens frequently. And you know... I hate to see when somebody, like, they their nails are done and one is broken off and they're still parading around the streets with, like, nine nails. Like, it looks very tacky. I mean, for the fact that it's growing out. Like, right now, my nails are growing out and I'm, like, disgusted with it. And I don't have tips. I have, like, a... Gel. Like, a gel or whatever. So, it was pretty short. But just looking at it annoys me. And so, I feel the rule should be, and especially a lot of young girls in high school, they stay trying to get their nails done and don't want to go back to get the fill-in. Because they can't afford it. And exactly, when you get your nails, these things you need to be able to afford it, just like a bad weave. I mean, did, you, did y'all not hear uh, what's his name, Meek Mills? Like said, he is so over lace, lace front. front. Yeah, that was funny. That was hilarious. I mean, I don't know how much girls are gonna listen, but I'm so glad somebody finally said that these lace fronts wigs. He said it's traumatizing. The experience he had, <laughs> it's traumatizing looking at it. Sometimes you see all the mesh. I digress. I'm back to the nails. <laughs> If you cannot afford to maintain nails, then just don't get it. Don't, That's how I look at it. Don't. It's like a weave. You can't maintain it. Just don't get it. There's don't other ways. You can paint else. your own regular nails. I know some people have very chinksy. They have very short nails. But listen, you just got to love ourselves. That's it. And please pay for the fill-ins. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so anyway, That's our show. That's us for today. Check us out next week because we will Follow be here. Follow us. Like us. Love us. Because we're so lovable.